This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome one and all to another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott. And guys, the Blues have been really, really busy. We all know the expansion draft came about last week. And uh, it just uh, went crazy from there with the uh, amateur draft and the trades. We've got a lot to go over. So let's get right into it. Uh, The expansion draft, a lot of people were thinking that... uh, the Blues were uh, uh, going to probably uh, lose Latera, which would have been great in the expansion draft because of his $4.7 million contract. But they left uh, David Perron unprotected. And I think there must have been some kind of backdoor deal that uh, they knew they were going to be doing this and that Vegas knew they were going to be getting him. So Vegas picked David Perron. Uh, you know, David Perron last year was an up-and-down player for the Blues. He was originally drafted, of course, by the Blues in 2007. In the first round, he was the 26th pick overall. Uh, you know, had some good years. Not great years, but some good years. Uh, he's uh, the type of player that is either really shows up for a game or you really don't notice him. You kind of ask yourself questions sometimes. Did David Perron play last night? Or you'll say after the game, man, I can't believe that how how great Perron played. Uh, I was a little upset at the time, uh, not knowing what the Blues were going to be doing with trades at the draft, because he was their fifth leading scorer. A lot of the other media in town uh, just acted like it was no big deal, that it would be you know real easy to replace his 18 goals and I believe 28 uh, assists, I believe is what he had uh, total. Uh, for 46 points, uh, but um, you know, I I didn't think they would be able to do that. David Perron, you know, his salary wasn't too bad. Uh, his latest uh, contract, the Blue signed him to, was that uh, uh, two-year contract, uh, and it uh, pays him about 3.7 million dollars. So, you know, 46 points, 18 goals, 26 assists. Not bad for David Perron. We wish him the best in Vegas, and I know the fans will like him. He's a really great guy, and I hope he has a good time there in Vegas. Well, the Blues uh, got to the uh, amateur draft after the uh, expansion draft, and we're looking to do a few things. I'm not going to get a lot into the players that they drafted. I'll have another show about that where I go more in-depth into that. I wanted to talk about some of the traits. Uh, there's a lot of fans up in arms. Uh, Ryan Reeves was traded. There's a lot of people in St. Louis that aren't, you know, happy about it, and they're really upset about it. But guys, Ryan Reeves is 30 years old, and he's been a physical player. Those type of guys start to break down earlier in their careers. He was only making 1.1 million dollars, I believe, somewhere in that area, and he was a fan favorite. Hey, and he played his butt off. Don't get me wrong. Had his best year last year. A lot of games, it was that fourth line with him and Brodziak 
that just in Upshaw that really, really took things to another level and helped the Blues actually show some life in a lot of those games before Coach Mike took over from Coach Hitchcock. But guys, he's a fourth line player. Ryan Reese probably in most years is going to score three goals and have about, I don't know, six assists, seven assists. So that guys, this is not a, a guy that's that's not easily replaceable. I know he was a fan favorite, and we all wish him the best in Pittsburgh. And who did they get in uh, Pittsburgh? Well, they got Oscar Sunquist from Pittsburgh. So the Blues make the two trades: Reese for Sunquist, and they swap picks thirty-one and fifty-one in this year's draft with. Um, Pittsburgh, and then they, of course, traded uh, uh, Yori Laterra for Braden Shin, which is just great, just awesome. Uh, Braden Shin's got a pretty good contract. It's 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 not too top heavy because of his signing bonus. His average salary is going to be uh, for the Blues over the next couple years, and he signed through the uh, season 2019-2020. Will be $5.1 million, so a little bit more than Perron's, but I think he's got a lot more upside and he's only 25 years old. So that replaces Perron's uh, productivity. So that uh, gets me over the Perron deal very, very quickly. Uh, You know, like I said earlier, Philadelphia is pretty upset about this. They lost this guy and he's a great player, and I think they're going to be even more upset when they have to watch uh, Yori Laterra making $4.7 million. I don't know what the Flyers were thinking. Uh, Ron Hextall, I think, made a huge mistake on this. Uh, I, I wish Lori, uh, sorry, Lori, Yori Laterra the best, but um, I just don't think he's going to do very well. I, I really, really don't. I, I'm afraid that, uh, you know, Philadelphia is really going to pay for this move. And uh, the Blues are going to come out with it with a guy that could possibly give them 25 to 30 goals you know and maybe 30 to 40 assists so that's the guy they needed he's at center but he can play right wing and left wing but i will almost guarantee you the blues are going to use him as their number one center with um tarasenko i'd be shocked if they didn't do that so uh they get a great player in Braden shin oscar sunquist uh his uh contract is up july 1st so he's a restricted free agent so the blues will have to work out something there with him but uh he was only making seven hundred thousand dollars with um uh the pittsburgh penguins last year so not a huge huge contract Uh, i'm not uh, concerned about it at all and with all those moves the blues uh, right now have a cap space of around 10 million but they do have to sign colton pareko and I, I know there's a lot of people worried in St. Louis that they could lose him, that somebody could match their offer. And I'm not going to go completely into the whole uh, arbitration deal the Blues can do and all this and that because it's 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 a long, 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 long drawn-out process. You can look it up yourself at what the Blues can and can't do with Pareko and what they'd have to do to match another team's offer. Basically, guys, from going through it all and looking at it, I don't see any team being able to get Colton Pareko away from the Blues. So the Blues are probably going to have to spend a lot of money on him. And it's not going to be cheap. 
I've heard a lot of people, uh, you know, talking about, well, you know, the Blues are only going to have to sign him to pay him one and a half million to two million dollars a year. No, it's going to be more than that, guys. It's going to be a lot more than that. But they've got a lot of uh, guys they're going to have to sign. They've got some minor leaguers, uh, you know, that are restricted, but they're going to have to offer him contracts. Uh, they got uh, Jordan Curran, uh, uh, Jordan Bennington, uh, you know, um, Lindbaum. Uh, Ty Ratty, I would just let him go. I don't know why the Blues got him back after they he was, uh, you know, let go. I, I, I don't understand that at all. Uh, he's been useless for them. They've given him plenty of opportunities. Just, just go ahead and cut him loose. The Blues, of course, uh, Scotty Upshaw is an unrestricted free agent, and I doubt the Blues are going to bring him back. They're not going to bring back Neil Yakupov, of course. Uh, you know, Magnus Payarvi is a restricted free agent. I'm sure they're going to try to offer him something. But, um, hey, this is not only good this year, but the Blues are going to be looking pretty good next year because the Paul Stasny contract of that $7 million a year comes off the books. And I know a lot of people like Paul Stasny. I like Paul Stasny. I think he's a hardworking guy. But uh, he's not worth $7 million a year. I don't think he's lived up to that contract. If he was making five, five and a half, I'd feel much better about it. But I think Armstrong overpaid for him. But, uh, you know, I, I think this move with Braden Shin is really one of Armstrong's best ones. And, uh, you know, moving Ryan Reeves, I know a lot of fans aren't happy about it. But that's the way things go. But like I said, next year, Paul Stasny's contract is gone. That's $7 million off. Yaskin's going to be a, a restricted free agent after next year. Uh, Brodziak's going to be unrestricted. I doubt at his age the Blues are going to have him back. But the Blues are going to have to sign Robbie Fabry to a, a decent-sized contract unless they decide for some reason to let him go and you know allow another team to sign him. I, I doubt that. But uh, the Blues are looking to tie up these young guys. They've got Colton Pareko to tie up this year. Robbie Fabry to, to tie up next year. Uh, you know, we're going to have Joel Edmondson is going to be a restricted free agent uh, for that year. Uh, Carter Hutton is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So there's going to be a lot of moves next year for the Blues. So it's not just going to be this year. It's, it's going to be next year. Let's get away from the Blues for a few minutes. I wanted to talk about uh, a few things going on around the NHL, including uh, one thing that's kind of got me a little upset. We all know about the offsides rule, how the coaches can challenge it. Well, now they're talking about and not just taking away a challenge if you're wrong and you don't get another challenge, but they're going to penalize you for challenging it. I, I think that's so ridiculous. It's going to draw out the games even more. It's, it's just nuts. You know, these guys that are making these rules have really got to look at the game and look at what benefits the game. It was their big idea to allow them to challenge it. Now they're going to penalize you if you lose that challenge? No, thank you. No, thank you at all. I, I, I think that's just totally stupid. Um, it's uh, not good to do. And I'm hoping the NHL does not go that route at all. Now, there is a gentleman by the name of... Uh, uh, Kovlachuk, and we all know him, former days of, uh, you know, the Atlanta Thrashers, the New Jersey Devils. 
the Russian player that a lot of fans want the Blues to sign. I'm not not sign but trade for with the Devils. I'm not sure if the Blues are going to have enough money left for that contract. I think he's making somewhere between five and a half and five point seven million a year. If they sign, if they if they trade Kovalchuk for Kovalchuk for the uh, Devils, it's going to put him in a position. You know that I just don't know if they have the money because they've got to sign Pareko. They've got all these young guys in the minors that are restricted free agents. They got to sign. They've got to look to next year. I know that, uh, you know, um, Paul Stasny's uh, is going to be done with his contract, and I doubt very seriously they're going to bring him back unless it's at a hugely discounted rate. But uh, I don't see that happening. Um, it'd be great to get him. It'd be great to see a line of Shen, Tarasenko, and Kovlachuk. That would be awesome. That would be a great, great line. I'm just not sure if the Blues can afford to do that. Will they be able to work something out? I know a lot of people are hoping for uh, uh, Justin Williamson of uh, you know to bring him in, but I don't. Guys, I know it. Sh- we all know the Blues have around 10 million cap space now, but are they going to have much left after signing Pareko and uh, after signing all those uh, restricted free agents? from minor league guys and, and other guys that they need to bring in. I don't know if they're going to have the money to do that. I want them to do that, but I'm just not sure that they can. So what will they do? Will Doug Armstrong pull something out of his hat, get rid of a, another salary and make a, a trade that brings a guy in for maybe a couple million more than the player they trade? I don't know. You know, I've heard some names as, as Payarvi and, and, and Yashkin, uh, you know, those are some young guys, but in all honesty, I would not be upset at all if Payarvi or Yaskin left in a trade. I, I, I just wouldn't. I, I, you know, I, I think these guys are third, fourth line players at best, and I think that's the way they're going to be. You know, uh, some of them were drafted at high, high, you know, by the Edmonton Oilers, but I just don't see them doing anything, you know, great like that and coming up and being a guy that's going to score 25, 30 goals a year. So these are guys that can easily be replaced. I, you know, I know I've been um, critical of Doug Armstrong in the past, especially with that uh, Laterra contract. But hey, he's redeemed himself by getting rid of it and adding Shin to the Blues roster. So I, I cannot knock him for that. I think this has got to be one of the best uh, trades he has uh, been able to do over uh, his tenure here with the Blues. And maybe he's got something else up his sleeve. You know, he he, he put Piranha on that list and, and protected Reeves. And then he traded Reeves and to Pittsburgh. Got a young player in return with a low contract that has potential. He, he got rid of Letera's huge contract and brought in Shin. I, I've just been really impressed what he's done. Uh, I, I think they drafted decently. And I know there's been a few people talking about you know, that uh, they're picking the first round is going to be a, just a great, great player. This is hit hit or miss in the NHL. You know, a lot of times in the NFL, you get a guy, you know, number 20, 21. He's probably going to play for you that year in the first round. Uh, that's not the way it is in hockey. So I, I doubt you're going to see any of these guys in a Blues uniform anytime soon. Any of these draft picks that they pick. And I will have a show where I will go over those draft picks and we'll discuss them even more. 
uh, to go into uh, their stats, what kind of players I think they are. And guys, I've watched a lot of them. I watch a ton of minor league hockey. Uh, you know, I, I watch a ton of um, uh, college hockey. I watch a, just all kind of European hockey. Uh, I, I'm just bombarded with it. So I'll give you my opinions on it, give you their strengths, uh, give you their upsides or downsides, and let you know what I think uh, they may be in the NHL, or maybe I don't think they're going to make it in the NHL. That'll be the next show. And I'll try to get that done sometime in the next week because I want to wait and see if Armstrong has anything up his sleeve here uh, when it comes to trades. That's all we have for this episode of the Drop Podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining me. I know that we were supposed to have an interview with the Vegas Podcast, but they have just been swamped and they've been really busy. But I will have them on to talk about Perron and their expansion draft and their amateur draft to kind of go over things with them. Again, I've been your host, Lance Descott. Until next time, enjoy your summer, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow the Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.